Hey, what's up everybody? Just got done with another workout in January. You know, I got through it. Super power, read the label, pre-workout order at www.cvnkglobal.store. If you want to get that look, really push through, get the body for your life, for your life moving forward. And I got another surprise, Saucy, the Entropy Workout, BCAA, recover well, but get yours, be your own superhero at www.cvnkglobal.store. Hey, look, that's a handsome guy. I don't care what anybody says. Look, we are back for another episode of CV, uh, CVK, of It Is What It Is podcast hosted by me. Uh, I'm super excited about this. First of all, it is my first live episode this year, and I haven't done one in like a year. I've been doing the pre-recorded stuff because it's just easier to manage, and I can make sure that it's in line with my LinkedIn initiative, so I'm not throwing my whole strategy off uh, like some of my TikTok videos, I promise. Uh, but... It is super excited to be here. I have with me some amazing guests, just some amazing leaders in the body of Christ. I have Pastor Marcel Fears and Lady Fears, and I have my pastor, Pastor Billy Jamel Evans. We are going to get into what is the vision for the church in 2022. But before we do that, if you want to keep seeing amazing leaders like these individuals, you got to do a few things. Connect with your man on, CV, on Instagram at CVMK33. Also, hit up the business page at CVMK underscore global. Subscribe to the YouTube page at CV space K and go where the supplements are. www.cvmkglobal.store. With that being said, in that long intro, how's everyone doing today? All is well. Doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, I'm super excited because you guys, uh, you know, I, I like being with folks that are knowing another Lord and say that I know they're not going to get me fired and say something wild. So I'm going to start this off. When we're talking about the vision of the church. I think it's important to realize vision doesn't just appear. It's not this genie concept. Uh, vision has to be formulated. It has to be divinely given and received. And I think there's a process of interpretation. I would fair to say, I don't know. I'm not a pastor. That's what I think in my head, right? So to me, really the strongest component of how a vision is carried out in the church really starts with the one who partners with the pastor, obviously being the wife. So Lady Fears, I have a question for you. When it comes to formulating this vision for the church, right? What really goes into it? Because, you know, I'm I'm not in that ranks. I, I don't know uh, the little bit that I hear from God. You know, by the time I get to the gym, it all goes out my ears. So you have a special relationship. Obviously, you and the pastor work together uh, and God gives you all the vision for OLC going forward. How does that process work? Really, the easy, this is actually a really, really easy question. Um, the pastor sets the vision for the church. So if there is a senior pastor, no matter what your level is in that particular church, the senior pastor sets that vision after the Lord's God gives us pastors after his own heart. The Lord gives that pastor that vision. That's the vision you go with. So in, in my area, I handle the women's department. We don't have any other vision, but other than what the pastor has given the church. Um, we all fall in line. Um, if you can't fall in line, you can't be with that ministry because there's only one vision for one particular ministry. And that's the one the pastor gives that ministry, which came from the Lord. Well said. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. So Pastor Evans, this one's for you. So you just had the business meeting. You know, I stayed. I want to give myself some kudos. I stayed I stay. I, I was there. Did the prayer? I was there for the whole thing. No interruptions. <laughs> and you know, I actually liked them. I was looking at the five-year plan. I said, "This makes sense." Use some of my notes that I sent. I said, "This, you know, this kind of works." So we talk about unpacking this vision. Uh, what process? So uh, uh, Lady Fears talks about the vision is is given unto the pastor, and that is the vision for the church. How does that process work? Like, how do you go into? Is it like an end of the year? Like, hey, God. Uh, you know, Christmas gifts are done. I need something. Like, I don't know how that works. How does that work? Uh, first, let me uh, say thank you again for uh, inviting me. I am doing dual roles here. I am uh, at an event uh, honoring my, my dear friend, my brother, uh, who went home to be with the Lord so unexpectedly uh, last November, and that's Brother Devon Taylor. So I'm in my car um, because I'm at the event, and I wanted to make sure I was on. So that's why I in a car. However, um, so the Lord and Pastor Fears and I talk about this a lot um, around 
you have to know how God speaks to you and how God downloads things to you. Um, and the, there are different times when the Lord will speak to me around the vision for next year. So in 2020, I remember it was probably in April of 2020 that I knew the theme for 2021. Um, the Lord just kind of downloaded it and gave it to me. Uh, this past year, it was in August or July uh, when the Lord began to deal with me about the theme for our church uh, in 2022. Um, so it just really depends on, um, you know, I, I don't have a prescribed way. Uh, there were times when I've been praying about it and the Lord doesn't give it right away. And it's he unfolds it. Sometimes the vision unfolds. Uh, you know, how some people, uh, the, the lepers were healed as they went. Sometimes you don't get the word right off the bat. It's, it's unfolding and it's revealed over time. And, and that's how um, the Lord will, will deal with you. So it, it really kind of depends. I also depends. I, I also, de I feel like it depends on um, not only what the Lord wants to say about the ministry, uh, but uh so he gave it to me back in July because I needed time to process it and I needed time to formulate it. I needed time to, to, to mull over it and, 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 and receive what the Lord was really saying about the vision for our church. So with, with great impact, um, you know, I, I totally receive that. I guess my question would be, vision and sight aren't necessarily the same thing, right? Uh, so I went to the eye doctor, you know, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, I have type 1 diabetes, I'm not ashamed to say that. And I get my eyes checked all the time because they're like, look, if you stay on top of it, we got to make sure your eyes are good. We don't want you to go blind or anything like that nature. So I, and I've always done well. I have 20-20 vision, which is absolutely amazing because I stare at a laptop all day. But they say, even though your vision is perfect, your death perception, you know, like, and it's something I've, I've shared with you, Pastor Evan, sometimes like when I, my anxiety is high for whatever reason, my depth perception gets thrown off a bit, right? Like sometimes I feel that things are closer than what they are. Um, so death perception, right? Do, does, does societal or existential threats or existential anything conditions, does it affect how you interpret that vision, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and I think it leads really into the next question. Like, so like we're, I, I don't want to ignorantly say or spread different uh, misinformation say the pandemic is over, but let's just say it's an endemic, right? We've gotten to the point now, it is what it is. We're building a sustainable life post, right? But all that has to affect your depth perception. How do you manage that process? That's to me. Yeah. Um, so managing, so, so, so managing the, the depth perception. So, uh, I, I just, I believe that, uh, one, you really have to be in constant communication with God to have a pulse on what your church, what your particular ministry needs. And that is why Lady Fears brought up the point about, the one vision um it is it is the, the given to the pastor um to 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 give and to release but it has to be in a, such a way has to be given in such a way where people can grab hold to the vision and be able to run with the vision because the pastor can't be the only one that runs with the vision he has to be able to articulate it to the others around him, the church as a whole, so they can take the vision and run with the vision. And so I do believe that sometimes our vision is given as a response to what is happening um, existentially, you know, outside, you know, and what's happening on the out, out, outside in the world. And so based on what's happening uh, in the world, then sometimes the Lord will give us things that the church has to respond to in that vein. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Pastor fears. So, um, when you're, you're trying to convey that, right? Lord gives you um, the vision. And, and first of all, if you could tell us what it is, I know for freedom to tell us great impact, but I, it seems like to me, it's great to receive something. It's better to implement it. And the implementation of something is where it gets tricky because now I have to rely on others who did not hear from God or did not hear what I heard. Right. And that, you know, falls on the shoulders of, you know, elders like myself that stay too much on TikTok, too much time on there. You know, so how do you how do you uh, deal with saying this is thus saith the Lord and trying to form alignment with those that follow you? Yeah, that's a great question. <clears throat> First, thank you again, Cody, for having me, man. It's always a pleasure to uh, to be on your show. <clears throat> You're such a uh, <clears throat> innovative thinker, and uh, I appreciate all you do. And it's always a joy uh, to have a conversation with my brother, Pastor Evans, and uh, and I'm fortunate to have my beautiful wife with me. So now that I now that I got that out the way, it's um. Everything that's been said, I, I think I'll just be attached to the thread because every everything that's been said is kind of my train of thought in a sense. But I will say this, that vision is progressive. OK, mission remains the same because ultimately, ultimately, the cap, the, the, the capital C church, that's the body of Christ. We all have the same mission given by Christ, and that is to evangelize the world to make disciples of all men everywhere. And then our vision is how we accomplish that overall mission of, of Christ's church, which is why vision in, in its progressive form defers in areas and tactics from particular local ministries, because it depends on where God has you positioned. So whereas Pastor Evans has a particular theme that's fit for what he has to do in this season, our theme for this year is see it. And the reason why vision is progressive because you expect vision to be accomplished. And if you accomplish vision, then it means you should be praying that God continue to keep you with vision for the next thing to be accomplished. Okay. So it's a progressive thing. And then your point becomes paramount about how we put it into bite-sized forms so that people can digest it. I'm a huge believer in, Pastor Evans alluded to this, we talked about this as he said, about how God deals with you, how he speaks to you. I'm a huge believer in empowering people in a creative space, which means to me, once I get vision from God, what I believe to be what God is saying for our church and the direction of our ministry, then I wanna put it in a space, in your creative space, so I can unlock what I could never think of. And I think what's most important is for the individual to buy into the vision enough that they'll start using things that are God-given unique to them that you can never tell them. And that's how the implementation works because now it's not just information, then it becomes, um, it becomes a buy-in. It becomes a part of, of their ownership. It becomes what they feel that we can continue to do together, all the while it's connected to the main vision. And so um, I take, I try to take time, and I know, again, <clears throat> others do this as well. I try to take time to break the vision down uh, into manageable parts, how it impacts persons where they are, how they can contribute to it. And then I spend time in the necessary sessions especially when leaders articulating that. I'm going to say this, and, and then that's it. Jesus spent most of his time pouring his vision into 12 people. Those 12 people would go on, the scripture says, to turn the world upside down. He didn't spend his time trying to convey vision to the 5,000. He was teaching and feeding them. But the 12, he poured vision in because they would have the apostolic anointing to carry out what was said before. So I, I think that's somewhat of a model that we take from Christ. Perfect, perfect. Lady Fierce, I want to throw this one to you. Um, leadership, the weight of it, 
is so palpable and, and it can be so heavy. Um, I started to really understand the value really of my own, not like I, I already knew it, but I really started to appreciate the value of my own marriage because only her, only, her, only April can see what they don't see. Right, right. And when it, you talk about that vision and then giving it to the people, I'm sure there's a vulnerability uh, with that because when you're presenting it, you know, you get to see it in real time and you get to see the human connection. You get to see those who it's like a light bulb goes off and it's like, yes, you get to see those who'd be like, he better not try that here. You get to see, honestly, the real uh, full process of human psychology unfold before you. And it can be shocking to see who really is in your corner. Uh, Cause I feel like, you know, it just changes <laughs> you know, for whatever reason it just changes. Uh, so how, how vital is um, the partnership of, of marriage when it comes to really leading, because, you know, I, I think we're entering into, and I know we have our event coming up on Saturday, uh, Freedom Temple. Uh, I, I don't, I hate hearing about divorce. I hate hearing about failure. And I don't mean like failure. Nobody, I'm not, you know, saying that, but I'm just saying, I don't like the fact that something that is so spiritual is being so attacked. And I really see that the true essence of the strength of a leader starts with the you know the one that god gives him so for you right right how vital is the relationship for the vision to be carried out i'll say this um we will be married 17 years in september so um you learn things along the way um, you don't, this isn't an overnight thing, but what you do learn, one of the first things you learn is you are a united front. So no matter who says what, the vision, our vision of OLC this year is see it. So whatever we do, whatever we say, it's see it. If pastor said, we're going to see it unfold this year, we're going to, we're going to see it happen this year. We're, whatever God told us, we're going to see it this year. Everything we do, it's see it. And then in that, I'm upholding him because today's people that are with you may not be the same people tomorrow. You may get that group may fluctuate. It may change. Um, but then even in that, you're still you're also bringing new people in and they're understanding what it is to fall in line and fall under a vision. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. Sure. He's the head of the house, so that's his vision. He that's his vision for our household. That's his vision for the church, and you fall in line. Um, no one likes that whole um, be obedient to your own husband. Um, they don't like that type of stuff. But you you fall in line, um, and any strong woman, uh, strong willpower, strong woman you become subservient you subject yourself to your husband because a real man takes he takes the whole he takes the reins right. so it's just it's easy some things in life are easy <laughs> I, I like it i like it um i'm gonna throw this to pastor evans and back to uh, uh lady fierce so uh pastor evans we're talking about leading do you ever get a chance to turn it off um, I'm sure leadership is exhausting. Like, I'm sure like, like I, I, I get tired of sending emails, you know, that's, <laughs> I just clicks in. Right. And a lot of stuff is automated, but I still, I still get tired of reading them. I still get tired of, you know, you know, my, I call it my professional LinkedIn, um, uh, messaging and, and voice and everything and tonality. I, you know, I, sometimes I just want to be me. I don't want to be, I don't want to be this, right. I want to be the raw person. And obviously that has to be reshaped. Uh, but that it, it is gratifying. Right. And I'm sure for you, because, you know, uh, you can't turn it off. You know, you can't just not be, a, you know, Pastor Evans. You can't like, you know, you know, like when I'm in the gym, nobody knows I'm an elder, you know, <laughs> you know? and they probably don't even assume, you know, no, actually one person does. But for the most part, they don't question. Right. So, you know, so like for you, how do you 
go where where's your secret place? Where's your off mode? Um <laughs> um so I Bishop Marshall actually and I didn't understand this until um I became pastor. Um, Bishop Marshall would often say, um, I need to actually get on a plane and go somewhere so I can disconnect. Um, and I found that for me, I have to be in a space where I'm almost unreachable. Um, and uh, that's why like vacations uh, are really, really important. And uh you need time to refresh. You need time to think. You need time to come down. Um, and you and and you need time to just be, you know, the just be. Uh, I also think that it's important for you to get a a group of people around you um, that you can be comfortable with, um, that you don't have to be on all the time with. Um, and I'm sure Pastor Fears and Lady Fears know this too, your circle becomes very small. And uh, because everybody cannot handle you. And, you know, they, you know, sometimes, you know, you just need a smaller group of people that are around you. And, and, and so you're, you're, it's never, it's never more true than, than when you become a leader. Uh, it's lonely at the top because because the, 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 the circle around you becomes so small, um, you have to be very, very careful of who you surround yourself with. Um, and so that's why you need to be around people who you can let your hair down. And I don't mean let your hair down in a sinful, I am not talking about that, decipher what I'm saying, um, that you can just be, you know, you're not pastor. You know, sometimes I'm just Jamel, right? <laughs> I am just, you know, I don't want to, I don't even want to be called pastor. You know, like if I'm, I'm in a pool, you know, I don't want to be called pastor. <laughs> and I'm swimming or whatever. I don't, I'm in a beach. I don't want to be called pastor. Uh, but, but, you know, I think that, and, and, and so it's important for you. Those things are important. And this is, I'll say this and I'll finish, but that's why it's so important to have those times to prevent burnout because you can become burnt out so soon. Yeah. Go ahead, Pastor Fridge. You seem like you wanted to comment on that burnout thing. No, it's just so true. I mean, it's so true. And you, um, the longer you go, the more you understand the need for those times where, you know, um, where you are disconnected. I think Pastor Evans is right. You kind of like, I know for me, I have to, because it's going to take me a certain amount of time to, to wind all the way down first anyway <clears throat> before you can actually re relax. I've, I found out just for your own health, uh, your mental health, your mental health, and and uh, because pastors and leaders also have had to, and I've been uh, understanding this more and more and ministering in this area more and more, learn how to deal with the pressures of anxiety and worry, those things that consume leaders and is and that we're not exempt from those battles and we have to be able to absorb and identify what it is we're dealing with and figure out ways that we can adequately address those things so that we can stay in a place where we're fresh for God's use and for people's use and to serve people and that means that we can't cover it up the day we're living in now, it's, it's much more different because of the exposure of information. We're constantly bombarded um, with information at all times. And, and because of that, it's more to handle. It's more to deal with. And so you really got to check your, your, your um, stability mentally and how you handle those things. And I'm becoming an advocate of not being afraid to talk about it, to address it with pastors, to have dialogue, to help us, you know, to help us get better. My wife and I, we got certain vacation times that we take. We're trying to get to the point where we're trying to take one every month, one even, month. even if it's a small one every month because it's because it's so necessary. And so it helps to, <clears throat> to prevent those burnout. And Pastor Evan said it accurately too as well. The circle is so small. And just to add a little bit more, shed a little bit more light on what that means, that means that for some people, 
they will remind you that you were regular. So like some people will remind you when you let your guard down. So because of that fact, <clears throat> and I learned this the hard way, sure. you have to remain pastor with them at all times. And it's only a very few people who would allow you not to be reminded of the times you were not pastor, which is why that circle is so extremely small. Um, and sometimes it's even more difficult for the first lady. Um, and some, and admittedly so, because to be honest with you, I, you know, I mean, I get, I call Pastor Evans and if I need to get some off my chest, you know, I call him or something and dump it on him. He can handle it. You know, <laughs> or or those types of things that, that help us kind of walk through. But I just I just wanted to speak to that because I know you would agree with that. Those things are very true. Yeah. Hmm. We, we talk about that, that um, circle of protection and really how small, but yet how vital um, it is. Um, is it is it because we have a false expectation and we don't allow our leaders to be human like we want more from them than what god has called or is it because and maybe it's a hybrid of both um i don't want to sound cliche but maybe because everybody isn't for that person and because you don't know who the judas is you don't want to find yourself on a cross right and you start saying you start trying to protect like look i don't know and all y'all here at this last supper with me and i gotta pay the bill you know so uh i'm gonna just keep it i'm gonna just do this uh, why can't and best friends i'll start with you uh why can't you be you to that extent like to that vulnerability yeah because everybody's at a different maturity level in their walk with Christ. And Paul talks about, he writes about that. If He said, if meat offends my brother, then I'll no longer eat meat as long as the world stands. And Paul could have been a steak lover. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but he was willing to make that sacrifice for the sake of being a stumbling, not being a stumbling block for somebody else. But the, re the reality is, is that I am totally okay with a fair expectation from leadership. I feel like that if you are a leader, it is okay for you to expect of me a higher standard. If I am a leader, it is okay for you to expect me to be an example. I am totally okay with that. As a matter of fact, I embrace that because I need to be a model for others. I'm not with the pastor that says they don't have any responsibility to be an example, you do. And so I totally embrace that. What I don't embrace is the extremity of that idea <laughs> that that we somehow become robotic and not human. I, I, you know, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. Sometimes I'm tired. And so I, I like to have that fair balance of that yes, we are we are leaders. Yes, I am a leader. Yes, I am a pastor, but I am not perfect. And I'm going to tell you, for me, I had to get delivered from that. I had to get the, delivered spiritually from the idea of perfection to understand that you're not going to be perfect all the time. You're not going to do everything exactly right all of the time. And I think that idea, when God freed me from that, it did allow me to be more of myself. Um, so when you ask that question, you know, I try to be as much of me as I possibly can. I like to have fun. You know, I like to laugh. You know, you know, I like, I, I, believe it or not, I like not to take myself as seriously as 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 a minister. Because once I get up to minister, it's a wrap. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. just like any other athlete, any other, like when you do your thing now, once you go into your mode of what you do, like I'm, I'm locked in. There's it's no, it's no plan. But when I'm not in that, like sometimes I'm playing too much. You know, like I like, I like, to, I like to have fun and enjoy myself. My wife knows this. I like to let down. So I, I can be myself, but you know, you know, I temper it based on based on you know who who's around me. Not that I. And let me just add this. 
you all I can't walk around with a mistrustful attitude like everybody's out to get me like this paranoia I don't I try not to do that because that's a miserable life yeah but I do tailor some things just based on you know you know what's around me and respect for what I walk in if that if that makes sense so no, that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense um can I, can I add this? Yeah, can I add yeah. This? I'm sorry, I had some little technical. But the other piece of this, and this is, uh, I think, and I, I totally agree with Pastor Fears, uh, the expectation. The other piece of this is guarding your anointing. Part mm. of this is protecting the anointing that God has placed upon your life. So therefore, you cannot let your hair down with everybody because they because they their expectation from you um they can't even see you in the same light right so they can it, it will prevent them from receiving from you and i think that and I, I, I so agree with this about you when you said you embrace it because it's not a it's not a hindrance for me because the greater uh objective is that the gospel is preached that the anointing resonates and that people's lives are changed and if that means for a day or two i can't <laughs> do xyz that simply means i can't do xyz and you need to become comfortable with with what that is there may be then that's why i said your circle needs to be small because you do need those times where you can do and and just be but you also have to understand that the anointing and protecting that is greater than letting your hair down in a certain respect sure no i i totally agree i i think the i think the caveat so um uh, for and obviously we're technically we're in the same generation. I don't know why we speak like we're not as if there's a 15 to 20 year gap, but there's not. Um <laughs> so for us, let's say us non-pastors, no uh, NPs, non-pastors, right? Uh for us NPs, <laughs> um it is it's difficult, it's difficult because there has been two models set before us. First model um, is an all-in, you know, pro-brand, you know, whatever that is. The second model is what I see that, I would say the, the, 30, the 35 and down uh, MPs are trying to do is this rogue-like, uh presentation um you know not falling under any type of traditional delivery you know very uh self-aware um i'm trying to say what i'll say it and um because it's cool you know you see it on instagram you see the reels like man this brother got a million followers how is that happening and not discounting it, not discounting the anointing, but it's 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 hard because now there's a debate, or now is is really hard to figure out what does it mean to really be a believer, and what does Christian culture really entail? Because there's so much information being thrown at you. It's like you know, it just depends on where you are. You know, I had a joke. I want to say with Rosie, she was on my podcast. This episode is about the air in a couple of weeks. I said, you know, if you're uh, Kojic, it's a 21 day fast. If you're Baptist, it's a 27 day fast, but it's uh, a Daniel fast. So you get to, you know, still eat and partake. Uh, you know, if you're non denominational, it's a 17 day, you know, like so it's the brand that's confusing. I don't know, you know, and it's starting when you have so much information, it's hard to decipher what is true and what isn't. And it's not a shot at anybody, it's just too much to consume. It literally, like, it, you know, is it is it this? Is it that? It, you know, do I go to, do I go to church in a suit? Do I wear Nikes? You know, like, I, I don't know anymore because there's no line in the sand anymore. 
And maybe the line of the sand was wrong. Maybe, and it was. I think it was. It was small-minded. It was offensive at times. But what it did do, if there is a personal or a positive caveat, it at least gave it some identity. Now, I just don't know. And because I don't know, I don't know how much do I yield. You see what I'm saying? Because I think our, I think the 35 and down crew sees it like everybody has this, this desire for fame, maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's misspoken, but everybody wants. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I post my TikTok videos, I mean, I'm trying to get first. I'm trying to get sales. Second, <laughs> you know, it's there is a there is a, a personal desire to this, right? So for us and following a vision, because we're your congregants, right? We fall up under you all. We carry out the vision that God gives you, right? Um, to submit has never been i think there's two problems and there's two obstacles i think one person fails to submit because they truly do not love the leader and the leadership the second thing is it's hard to see what they're truly seeing and even though you believe it you feel like you're going to get left out in the process and i heard pastor joel tubman who's an associate pastor of the potter's house said i as much as i serve here at the potter's house Bishop Jakes has to call me, remind me that I won't be forgotten about. And I think that's what's happening. If we don't, if, if, if there's not this sense of inclusion in this leader, like whatever it is, it was great impact, whatever. If, if, if I don't see myself in this ecosystem, how can I truly serve? And, and either one can tack, can tackle it. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to just say a little bit. Um, I am considered a millennial. I'll be 40 this year. So much of the last 10 years, the church was talking about the millennials, the millennials, millennials, the millennials. Well, I have a teenager. He's not a millennial. They spent so much time on the millennials. It's another group you may forget. And with us, you can't forget one section of people. You can't forget the older generation they're still here. They have a lot of wisdom. You can't, the millennials, we got a lot of tech savvy. And actually those teenagers, they have more tech savvy than the millennials do. You need everyone for a church. You need everyone for the body of Christ. And so many times traditionalists and non-traditionalists, they're missing, they're missing everybody in between. And they're like, oh, we're traditional. Don't put your gym shoes on. Oh, wear your gym shoes. Don't wear your suits. Well, we have a ministry you want to put a suit and a hat on today? Come on. You want to wear your Nikes today? Do that too. Because the whole point is to edify the body of Christ. If you're not edifying the body of Christ and you have to do that together, then there's no point of your ministry. I like it. Yeah, I mean, Pastor Evans, go ahead, Pastor. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Pastor. Uh, just, just chiming in, I think as I was listening to you uh, present the question in the dialogue, uh, Cody, I, I was thinking about how much I celebrate um, good leaders who um, deliver the word with clarity and understanding. Not just me. I celebrate good leaders who are, because in a world where there is so much misinformation, as you said, Cody, we don't know what's what. And if Pastor Evans, if you like like me, you you've watched and heard some people, and you just you just shook your head and said, "That's somebody's pastor." Yeah. Like this is happening out here. So when I see good leaders, just like I'm on this deck, when I see good leaders who I know, I don't have to have all the members, but when I see good leaders who are sharing the word of God with clarity, I'm not really concerned about um, their setup and how they do they church or you know who they are. I'm, I'm, if I hear good leaders who are preaching and teaching the word of God with clarity in this day and time where I know that someone goes to that church, they're really hearing um, word that is rightly divided. I'm celebrating that. That's the first thing because and we have to be about the business and the body of Christ of pushing up those that we are hearing declaring the truth of God's word in this day and time and celebrating those individuals, male and female, right. so that the body of Christ continue can continue to be distinguished among anybody else in the world. 
That's that that's the number one thing. And furthermore, as we as we go on from that and we and we look at we look at those various uh sectors of people that that buy into what we do and that have to embrace what we do, I think the integrity, maintaining the integrity of who you are and who God has called you to be. Don't change that. If if God has called you to be I mean, so many various types of ways of ministry. That was the this problem didn't start. It was always like that. That was a uh, there's a passage in Corinthians, New Testament scripture, where Paul has to address the church because it was a group of people saying, "Hey, you know, I got saved under Apollos and he was dope," and then another group of people were saying, "I got saved under Peter, man, you know, he walked with Jesus, so you can't top that." And then there was another group of people saying, "Well, Paul, he's radical. He's he's ministering the Gentiles, and they're not doing all of that traditional stuff that Jews did. You know, I, I'd rather be under grace with Paul and Paul." had to address them to bring us back to center, to bring us back to a sound place to say, hey, one may have a particular type of ministry, another may have a particular vision for that season, but God has to provide the acceleration. God has to provide the increase. God has to provide the result. And I think we have to look at it, look at that. I celebrate Pastor Evans. I celebrate so many others who are in his day and time um, Bishop Marshall would often say, your group, he would often say, um, he would say, um, hey, um, when I'm, he said, long when I'm gone. He said, he said, you guys, he said, y'all gonna pastor things I never thought. He said, I'm praying for you. Because he saw, even, I mean, for years he would say this, he would, (laughs) he, he saw ahead um, the type of the dynamics that we would be dealing with, and he was right. And so here we are. And so that's why anytime I see a brother or a sister, listen, I'm not fighting you. I'm pushing you. I want the I want the kingdom to be advanced in a truthful way. I like it. I like it. Well, we, go ahead, Pastor Evans. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, and I think that, and every leader needs to be authentically themselves. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to do anything because your anointing lies in your authenticity. And so when you are trying to be somebody else, you are uh, you are not being true to what God has called you to do and to be. If you are comfortable in Nikes and a sweatshirt, don't down me because I now wear a suit. And vice versa, if you wear a sweatshirt and a, some, a hoodie and some jeans, I'm not downing you. Because the reality is, uh, we talk about these traditions, but the reality is what's now traditional is not what it was traditional 20 years ago. What's really traditional now are guys who wear skinny jeans, jeans. and wear hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's become a tradition, right? And right. so uh, you just have to be authentically who you are, be comfortable in your own skin, and, and do what God has called you to do. And that's where your results from what God has called you to do. Here it is. Here's that's how you're going to make impact. You're only going to make impact when you are authentically who God has called you to be. So you should let me preach in my workout gear and uh, compare. No, now, I believe you, Pastor Evans, and, and what you're saying. Last question. I appreciate my guest so much. This is going to Lady Venus Fears. Lady Fears, so, and Pastor Marcel touched on it. Um, um, I think everything starts with your partner. Um, it's weird. If April's having a good day, magically, I have a good day. Like, it seems like it starts with her, right? Like, if it was having a bad day, you know, I'm going to have a good day, but it's going to be, it's going to be twisted. It's going to be something else because April has that much authority. And not just that, but because you get to see the inner workings and you get to be there for when Pastor... Marcel is laying before the Lord and God gives him something and you get to see it firsthand. You get to see it from inception all the way out to exhortation, all the way through implementation. It would be safe to say, since you are in the executive branch, that um, the role of your office is really not ceremonial as it is a leader, as it is a pastor, right? Now, I do know in, in our setting and in our brand, and I always say the brand because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want any smoke. So 
in our brand, we don't acknowledge that, but you are. You are, right? So uh tell us, do you do you think do you think that we should finally get to a point where we acknowledge that not only and, and we should have been at this point, but our church is two-thirds women. Uh a greater percentage of every auxiliary is made up of women. Women carry out the vision of the church without women be no church. It's time to recognize the official placement of pastoralship upon you all. It's a very interesting question. Um, I will say this. Some um, some first ladies who become pastor or co-pastor alongside their husband, they are called to do that. And then some are not. Um, sometimes some people take that particular position because they don't want to let go of um, the notoriety. They don't want to let go of the money. They don't want to let go of um, anything that comes along with when their husband was pastor. If he is no longer here or if he decides to get retired, whatever, they don't want to let go of that. Now, there are some women who are rightfully pastors. And as you know, you cannot deny it. Um, even in our church, you cannot deny it. There are some women who are pastors and they should they give them they may get they may call them overseer. And the same thing with the title as missionary and elder. You can call it what you want. If they can flat out preach, they can flat out preach. Um, that's the day we're in. I unfortunately we get caught up so much in these titles. I want you to call me an elder. I want you to call me a pastor. If you're doing the work of the Lord and you can flat out preach, I'm going to tell you to go ahead and preach and teach and do what the Lord called you to do. Um, now, just because you can preach and you can teach that also doesn't mean you're a pastor. All preachers are not pastor women and men. Um, that's because pastoring is something totally different. If you don't have a love for people, even first lady, if you don't have a love for people and your husband is a pastor, that's a little dicey because you, you have to love people regardless because you are going to share your husband, not meaning he gonna be off with, no, you're gonna share him because the people need him, they're going to call. Even if they call the administrator, the administrator has to relay that message to the pastor. Um, if you don't like people, you're in the wrong position. First lady is not the position for you if you don't like people. Um, if you don't love people, first lady is not the position for you. If you don't, you don't know how to entreat people, that's not the position for you. Even if your husband is just a preacher. I mean, my husband, when we got married, he was a minister. We, within that first year, he became an elder. If you don't know how to entreat people, you can't. Um, you can't even hold that position. I remember, and Bishop Marshall said, I'm praying for the white, when he was ordained as an elder, that's literally the only thing I remember from that whole service. He said, I'm praying for you as wives because you don't even understand what you're getting into once they get ordained. That's true. And so it's, it's just, it's just a different ball game. Um, but be yourself in the whole, whatever the Lord gives you, be yourself. Now the Lord has not called me to pastor. And if the Lord does call me to pastor, my pastor will know that the Lord called me to pastor. That's, that's him. A, that's, um, an that's an amazing answer. Papa said, uh, Papa said something to me. He's like, uh, he's like, Cody, your wife, and this is before I got married. I don't think I was dating everybody. He's like, whoever you marry can make or break your church. And I'm gonna tell you this: some of these pastors think they can get divorced and marry somebody else. It don't always work like that. You know, like and the way he said it though, I won't name any names, but he just started giving me examples. Like you're right, mom. You know, I'm, I'm a, when I do it, I'm gonna do it right. Do it once. So um, hats off to the old man. It has been another amazing episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I want to thank my guests so much, Pastor Fears. Uh, Lady Fears, Pastor Billy Jamal Evans, thank you so much. Because I know I can be annoying. I call Pastor Evans, it seems like, more frequently. Uh, but, you know, I, that's how it works. You know, you went from where you first started, I was just like, all right, PE. And then eventually now, I'm just, <laughs> so as a relationship, you get more of my calls. That's what happens, you know. Where can they connect with you, Pastor Evans? What are you doing? What are we doing? A lot. Uh, where You can connect with us on all, all social media, uh, Freedom Temple, uh, Kojic, 
um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, name it, we're there. Um, and uh, you catch us on Sunday mornings, Thursdays, Tuesdays, you can catch us. So um, we'd love to connect and uh, thank you again for the opportunity. No problem. Pastor Fears, Lady Fears, where can they connect with y'all? You know what? Find us at overcomerslifechurch.org. Visit us every Sunday, 11 a.m. Uh, you get all the information you need. You can also connect with me at marcelfears.org. Uh, check us out. We got a, a new prayer devotional book that's out. I'd love you guys to pick it up. It's an ebook on Amazon called Ignite Your Atmosphere. It's, uh, it is said it takes 21 days to create a habit. We give you 21 days to create the habit of prayer that can powerfully change your life. So pick that up on Amazon.com, and I hope uh, it'll bless you. Find First Lady on all of that stuff, too, wherever I am, she is. Yeah. Y'all connect with them. Look, I could have asked anybody, but I want the people who, A, I believe in, and then, B, who I know ain't going to suck on here. So <laughs> I asked these individuals uh, because I know they do an amazing job, uh, and I had to really think. I was like, nah, I was going through. I was like, maybe next time. But look, connect with Pastor Fears, connect with Lady Fears, OLC Overcomes Life Church, and then connect with Pastor Billy Jamel Evans, Freedom Temple everywhere. I feel like it's just become a, a stable. I see the new brand. I like it. Uh, my man, I like it. Whoever did the little brand logo, that's pretty nice. And if you want to keep seeing amazing people like this, you know what you got to do. Hit me up. Follow me on Instagram at CVMK33 and on the professional thing at CVMK underscore global. Go to www.cvmkglobal.store. Why don't you get your baddie on? You talk about your brand. My brand is an anointed baddie. I don't know what your brand is, but when you understand your brand, you will have the body you want. And on the YouTube page at CV Space K. Until next time, guys. Thanks. <laughs>